I'm Fee, and this is the Cotton Candy Club Podcast. If you're a Star Wars fan like me, today is Star Wars Day. If someone happens to say to you, may the fourth be with you, you respond, and with your spirit. <laughs> Maybe not in the accent, the fake accent I'm trying to give, but anyway, at least that's what the internet says, okay? And with your spirit. The Cotton Candy Clouds podcast has one social media account connected to Twitter. The addy is TCCC Podcast. There you can follow and connect for links and other mentionables in the show. If you have any questions or qualms, email Cotton Candy Cloud Pod at gmail or use the mail boxes on the podcast platforms you're listening on i'm working thought i had the podcast on amazon something happened we're hopefully we'll get it together um but yes i'm i'm trying to get it together if you're listening on spotify please engage with the interactive question that would be great That would be great. I'm definitely going to have an interactive question for this episode. The instance for the season of spring is May, baby. Obviously. May the 4th be with you. The instance for the season of spring is Red Rose. Red Rose is good to burn for energizing the heart chakra while increasing compassion and devotion. The crystal for the month, this month, which is May, which happens to be one of my favorite months of the year, just saying, is clear quartz. Clear quartz is used for protection, mental clarity, and balance. And clear quartz is also good for chakra realignment book of the month is atomic habits an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones it is by james clear in this book so the book says you will learn how to make time for new habits even when life gets crazy overcome a lack of motivation and willpower i need that that's why it's book of the month. Design your environment to make success easier. Get back on track when you fall off course. Can't do nothing but love it. And I am excited to read it. <laughs> like I said, I had just started a forward and a few pages. The first and second page, I think, of the chapter. But that's not even close enough. To get to what I need before I really, you know, absorb some good, juicy atomic habits. I'm guessing. I don't know. Anyway, the quote of the week is, keeping people in constant lack of, uh-oh, I misread that. Keeping people in a constant state of lack 
in perpetual desire strengthens the marketplace economy. Lovelessness is a boon to consumerism. That is by Bell Hooks. And it is a part of a book that she wrote called All About Love. Rest her soul in peace. R.I.P. Unfortunately, she is gone, but she's still with us. Her spirit is there. She is a wonderful black American author. If you don't know, you need to know. Bell Hooks. Spell it lowercase b, E-L-L, lowercase h, O-O-K-S. I mean, she got quotes for days, but also just read. If you can purchase her books, please do and, and just read her content. content. She is um an amazing person and writer. Word of the day, nefarious. Ooh. N-E-F-A-R-I-O-U-S. It is an adjective. Merriman Webster defines it as flagrantly wicked or impious, evil. Okay. Using it in a sentence, the nefarious plot to impregnate women without their knowledge is unbelievable. Hello, because this is, it's, yeah, it's going to be real weird today. It's Wacky Wednesday, and um, I got some wacky... Wednesday news going on so if you've been keeping up with anything that's going on in the world you know that Roe versus Wade is uh really in a moment it is it's something I tell you that um yeah so it's I will say though that it's interesting because I definitely planned an episode for today about wacky Wednesday news but it was going to be wacky Wednesday news as in hey there are some fertility doctors that need to be put down or something something's going on with them but okay it's it's the Roe versus Wade for now at least partially I think that's quite interesting um but uh yeah Roe versus Wade. You're more than welcome to look up the details overall because it's a lot going on. But in 1973, to me, to me, comma, that's not too long ago. But in 1973, it became a landmark decision to make abortions a constitutional right, basically. A.K.A. That's how we developed pro-choice. Okay. Um, As of right now, ever. Something's. Something's going on. Uh, You know, and I was just talking about how. Twitter is and how powerful that social network. I was literally on Twitter. What was that? Was it Monday night? What's today? Yeah. Monday night. Or really it was Tuesday night. And um, 
it was Tuesday morning, rather, I should say. So in the wee hours of Tuesday morning, around like one, I'm looking at the Twitter news and it's talking about how Roe versus Wade is being <laughs> voted out, basically, on a federal level. And I'm like, baby, what is going on? Like, what's happening? And that's just the power of Twitter. That's the power of the internet. But, my God, like, I don't think people understand the severity of Roe versus Wade or the severity of the the ability to choose whether or not a woman wants to abort her pregnancy at a certain period of time because apparently I didn't even know this but it was Roe versus Wade that made it more apparent as to decide when is a term to have an abortion didn't even know that 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 was that ruling actually allowed for states to mandate okay hey this is when it's you can get an abortion it's like lord jesus let me tell you something and i really want to get into the facts but right now I'm so PO'd about this situation that I'm kind of bothered. I mean, not the United States of America trying to say that they don't have. Not the United States of America saying that they've abolished slavery, but somehow have made it so that women are now, even though they weren't, even though it was not, it was based off of 1973 that federally, federally, they weren't allowed to have an abortion. Now they can't. Now they can't unless, unless a few amount of people in some government formation. Listen, I'm not going to get technical because fuck it. Either way, what the fuck? Because some new. Some popos, some popos, some peoples have to vote to make it a federal law again. Because now it's been secretly. Oh my goodness, if you've been on Twitter, you know the first article was like, oh, these folks was like in the night, <laughs> in the midnights of basically either Saturday or Sunday. I don't know. Before we got to get the hook, they was plotting and planning. Like, huh? What's going on? Like, what I'm ultimately saying is that we said we abolished slavery, but now we're saying we abolished slavery. Humans have these rights. Women have these rights. People have these rights. Of different colors. But somehow now. All of a sudden. It's not constitutional. For a woman. To have autonomy over her own. Not other women's bodies. But her own body. To make a choice. Mm. 
And I mean, if I'm being realistic, I'm looking at the statistics of everything that goes on with a pregnant woman of every race, every culture. If I say blah, if I'm just considering women in general, for instance, and I'm saying to myself, what kills pregnant women since now? We might just so happen to live in a country (laughs) that forces women to be pregnant as well as the women that are already going to be pregnant. What's going to kill them? If we're looking at the statistics, the first things would be the men in their life. And then afterwards, it would just be anyone in their fucking vicinity. Any pregnant woman who has people around her, it quite possibly could be one of those people that kills her. You know why? Because homicide is the number one reason why pregnant women die. You don't want to know why? Probably. If I'm using my brain cells, it's because she prick. But oh. It doesn't matter. Now, it's imperative that we force women to have those pregnancies, those children. What's really high up on the statistics for children in this country? Oh, our number, um, I think it's two or three. For children to be starving in a country. Oh, that's fun. But let's be the number one peoples who just forces women to have these pregnancies. I mean, listen, what I'm saying is that when you restrict people from freedom, I'm a I'm a black woman southern. Trust me when I say I know a little something about it. When you restrict people from having their freedoms. There's something to, to be said. There's something to be had. The statistics are real. Environmentally. Spiritually. Physically. Every lee There are. Effects. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Okay, so <laughs> I just, you know what? I got lost, and you know what? See, this is what I'm saying. I'll be having a whole little pot coming together, organized, boom, boom, cop with my little outline. I don't know. Y'all, it's May 4th. Well, how about we just do a little review? <laughs> it's May 4th. And it's Wednesday, but listen, I'm I'm done. I, cause I got mad. I got mad on the other half, and I was just like, Mm-mm. all that we've come through, everything that's happened, it's like, bro, what? So wacky Wednesday Wednesday news, right? People. Let's just keep it short. So basically, I was going to talk about how 
And I'm going to drop the articles that I, it was a, it was one particular article that had stunned me because I'm like, $5 million, $5 million. But a woman was rewarded $5 million because she was a product of a man A who said he was a fertility doctor A. Um, and he was going to deliver A, but he did not take. So, that's shrig Latin. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so, but yeah, that's what I was mainly intrigued by. And I was going to be talking about, I mean, not technically him. <laughs> talking about, I uh, technically got a few things but you know women who were impregnated by fertility doctors like a, that's a thing let's just start let's just start in, in in there and continue as well there but yeah <laughs> women impregnated by fertility doctors is a thing it's it's horrific it's strange it's a tragedy it's it's bad and it's a thing in society so much so that let's say you're on Google, right? And you're wanting to know a few things. And so if you're like me, you looked up how many fertility doctors use their own sperm. And guess what the first thing that fucking comes up? Over the past several years, more than 50 Fertility doctors in the U.S. have been accused of fraud in connection with sperm d- donating. Let's see the date for that. That's that date. That date that was given for that. And it, um, if you look it up, if you Google, it'll come up. The first thing, literally the first thing. But guess what the date for that is? Feb 28, 2022. We're in the year 2022, boo. Like, hmm? And at the same time, I know, I know that there is a psychological name for a man in particular. Because it has something to do with his position of power, usually his also um, job and position in that power wants to impregnate and I don't even know what the word is, but basically wants to make sure that their seed gets to multiple people because they are basically so infatuated I can't even say infatuated. That's a light word, but they're in they're they love themselves a trillion times past the universe of the stars, past the galaxies. They love themselves that much, basically. And so they want to input themselves in as many people as they can. I hold on, let me see if I can. Let me see. 
This is why you got to get your masters and your doctor, apparently, so you can have access to the mental disorders. I don't. DSM, boom. Oh. Okay. I mean, I'm really doing this live. Like, it's really. Uh... See, it's not saying it. It's really not saying it. And I don't really want to try to do an extra dosage of research right now. But what I'm trying to tell y'all is that there's a really, there is a real psychological disorder, mental disorder, quote unquote, in the DSM um, about, particularly it is a male figure in a high status who wants to basically um the bloom I, I don't know put his sperm in as many women as he can basically <clears throat> and so um you know in the in the in the raw rawest of ways basically because he has mental issues he has psychological issues anyway you know what fuck all that anyway (laughs) as it relates to in real life the women who have dealt with this situation where they've gone to a fertility clinic they they're saying to the professional the medical professional hey you know i need help with insemination i need help with you know getting my egg fertilized Right, because that's what a fertility doctor is. They are helping with the uterus and the egg and the sperm that connected to coming to them. And they're saying, "Hey, I need help." And so there, um, there is a movie, right? Okay, so if you have a chance, go on Hulu. If you have Hulu, if you don't, find somebody who got it. And check out the movie False Positive. So, it's basically a fantasy adjacent horror, like theatrical presentation depiction of this unfortunate um, real life horror. Uh, and so, unlike Delivery Man, I don't know if y'all have ever seen that, but it is with the extra tall white guy, Vince Vaughn. And so, unlike Delivery Man, which is about, like, the sperm donor themselves finding out they have multiple children or they fathered multiple children, unbeknownst to them, false positive kind of, like, hones in onto fertility doctor's trickery, right? And it's about basically the expecting mom unraveling the plot my thing is it's got some extra stuff going on again this is a fantasy horror but even still with the emotions that are acted out within that movie and i'll give sis credit she did what she needed to do i believed it i felt it i think you can feel it and so again this is a fantasy horror um but if you do have Hulu, check out False Positive. 
And uh, I think ultimately, if I'm thinking, I'll give it a 5.7 out of 10. Okay, how about that? But now if you're looking for the real deal stories, um, and these are the stories where I would say, I think both of these stories have some of the highest numbers of fertility doctors taking advantage of women who wanted to have children, who wanted to be inseminated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think these two documentaries are ones with the highest numbers. I think, and I think, well, okay. So if you have HBO Max, start with Baby God, right? And... I'm not familiar with this particular doctor, but I do know he had 50 plus people that he inseminated or, um, and I don't even know the other word, but I'm going to just say inseminated or fertilized rather. 50 plus women he fertilized and inseminated with his sperm, but now our father her father has fathered at least um 200 is it 200 or 150 either way it's three digits i think like he's not like this the the little theatrical comedy delivery man <laughs> you know like he's legit made sure that he has disrupted the entire United States of America and made sure that he's implanted 100 plus women with his sperm sick. So May 11th on Netflix, our father will be about that bastard, that nefarious character of a doctor. Um, yeah. So there's that. Okay. So now that you've been addressed with all of that hot ass messes of a livelihood, I want to talk about a thought that I was having. This thought was about, I want to say two weeks ago. And I was like, yo. If you're like me, right, you're in the habit of telling yourself, you grown. I'm grown. As a reminder that you're able to do any and everything you want, right? Now, nine, really, no, let's go back. Now, about, let's say 7.3 times out of 10. Those things that you're usually involving are a vice. It's a bad habit. You know, you're telling yourself, I'm grown, so I'm going to stay up late to watch one more episode. Or I'm grown, so I'm going to drink past my limit, right? Because here's the deal, and I I love us for all. I want to challenge us, you, me, I, us, into switching our quote-unquote grown 
narrative and start something more positive or just start something more advantageous, I guess, or progressive where we're like, I'm grown, so I need to go to bed early or I'm grown, so I need this person to be my friend or I'm grown, so I don't have to be this person's friend if I don't want to. Because we grown. We can go to bed early. We can do whatever we want in a positive sense. It's time for basically I and or us to view the freedom of adulthood as moving through life as a myriad of opportunity to make good choices and decisions. That we basically, in the end, know will benefit our future instead of making choices and decisions that remind us we're no longer over the guise of our parents' parents' interests. You know what I mean? Like, upholding adulthood within responsibility but making it a pleasurable experience because we're still just that grown. And that's what I want to just leave you with. Okay? Thank you for listening to the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast <laughs> where we discuss a smorgasbord. I love that word of topics with a maraud of theories and perspectives. That's how you pronounce it. My God, what was going on before? Add it with my interpretation of it all. Always remember when your head is in the clouds, there always will be something sweet to think about. May the fourth be with you. <laughs>